welcome to our podcast. We are now on part two. So there's a there's a couple of different um, pointers here. Um, again, I don't know if we want to go through all of them. Um, maybe it's something if you want to look into, you can. Um, it says like ask questions, start yeah. young. I do think starting young with the trust and the empathy and asking questions like it says here, like how was your day and trying to find out more about them so they feel comfortable opening up and telling you. Yeah. Even if it's the bad stuff, like tell me, talk to me about it. You know, um, is there any points here that you think stand out to you that we can mention before we go on to our next question? Um, give okay. control and choice. That's good. Uh, know when to respond and when to listen. That's important mm-hmm. because I think sometimes we respond too quickly and then it actually makes them anxious to be able to tell you anything acknowledge feelings be mindful of stuff you sweat okay value openness in the family not secrets be mindful of your time connect and love unconditionally so focus on your relationship listen sorry if you want to like find out any more details on this um in detail it does go it goes into those points a bit more we'll link the website down but i thought it was quite a useful website um and I think our new guest coming on soon will be able to delve Give into more this insights, a little bit as yeah. well. Mm-hmm, definitely. Let's go on to the next question. So our next question is, how do you set boundaries with work, friends and family? Ooh. Okay, so the first answer, struggle to do it immediately. Eventually do it, but an awkward feeling to doing it makes me anxious. I can relate mm. to this. This is me also I, I feel like this was a question that I answered it's just when you have when you have strong personalities in your family and it's always been that um struggle of setting boundaries with them and then as you get older you you want to set them but you feel bad because then they're upset and they don't understand why you're acting this way because you've always allowed them to mm-hmm. be able to maybe be the boss or to take over it does make you feel awkward when you do tell them like I actually don't like that and then you see their reaction and then it makes you feel anxious to be able to tell them again because of the reaction that you got last time so yeah I do relate to this a lot I've not I don't have a very strong personality and my boundary setting only since I've become a parent have I set boundaries um But before that, I would just let it be like I was just like, okay, you know, this is how it's always been. I'll just more relaxed, just like over your head. Yes. Or like just take it. If it was something that was I would be upset about, I would just suck it up and let it let that not abuse happen. But sometimes it would be a little bit too much for me, but I would just not say anything. And now I tend Mm -hmm. to speak out about it because I don't want my child to allow people to do that to them and that it's not okay what I'm saying is sometimes people always assume that I'm gonna drop everything just because you want to do something so I used to just be like okay yeah fine like let's just do whatever you want to do I even though I didn't want to do it so now I'm I'm trying to set more clear boundaries and you know there's also other things a bit of a a bit of a people pleaser then yes yes So, so it can be hard for you I'm the opposite I'm the complete opposite um I think as I got older I learned how to set boundaries especially with work Mm. um I've never really had to do it with family family's never been an issue for me for setting boundaries um but 
with friends and work yes uh work I know my worth and I will be open about that even with my maternity leave they wanted me to go back for a week and a half at 37 weeks pregnant and I was like you know what no I'm not doing it I was like, I will come back for three days, tie up any loose ends, make sure everything's good. And then I'm taking the rest as maternity leave. Mm. And they were fine with that. They were they were like, oh, okay, yeah. So sometimes you set these boundaries and people respect it and they react in a, a positive way. The same with friends. I don't, I have a lot of friends that I used to have. Um, I have a very small network of friends now because I, for my own mental health, will not hang out with people that, um, I don't get on with, I don't agree with, um, aren't good for me, just annoy me. And that's not saying that they're bad people, not not at all. It's just we're not the same type of people. So just choose to be around the people that make you feel good and add something to your life instead of draining your life from you. And pe yes. some people, I probably do that for some people as well. You know, we're yeah. all different. Um, but that's my boundary. I just... Um, I'm done with that, especially being in the expat community in Taiwan. Um, okay, yeah. should we go to the next one? Just be honest, which is easy with everyone apart from my mum. <laughs> yeah, just being honest with people, right? Mm. And then maybe this person can't be honest with their mum. Yeah, so this is why <laughs> I'm saying, you know, the boundary setting, it might be, you know, you're so lucky you don't have this issue with your family. This yeah. is mostly my family and I can't really change who is family and who isn't. And I'm the youngest. So I think the boundary should have been set a while ago, but now I'm in my thirties <laughs> and I still find it hard to set boundaries with my family and my mom. Yes, I agree with you. Whoever sent this in, it's really hard <laughs> to be honest because you feel not even anxious, just feel bad sometimes, you know? That's weird. I really, I feel the opposite with my mum. I, oh, I'm so bossy to my mum. And sometimes I feel like the mum. <laughs> um, okay, next one. <laughs> no, she knows. No, she's a mum in so many other ways. And sometimes she'll put me in my place, but then sometimes I put her in her place. Oh, no. I, I don't know. I, I, it's very equal. My boss. We just have a very equal relationship. Yes, my bossy isn't, like, you've seen me. I do snap at my mum. Uh, but yeah. I just don't think I can be... I can say, like, my mom, if she has a key to our house, she does probably, but she doesn't live in this country, thank goodness. She'll just mm -hmm. come over uninvited all the time and come, like, and be really upset if I said something to her about, like, oh, you have to call before you come over. She yeah. wouldn't understand why it, it's necessary. So that type of boundary setting is really hard. So I'm happy that there is some distance and I don't have to deal with that too much. We'll see in the future what happens <laughs> this is a long answer mm. so bear with me my company has this philosophy of if you need to stay late to finish work it means that there is room for improvement in the system so we are encouraged to find improvements dig up root causes and find solutions to these problems instead of stay really late to finish the workload also i feel like having a job that is not my true passion helps that is not my true passion helps a lot for me I can easily and gladly decide that I want to go off work yes at a reasonable hour oh I see yeah, yeah. okay so because it's not it's, something it's not really her be all and much. end all yeah both families of my husband and myself are far away so like a two-hour train ride away and a 12-hour flight away so we don't see them that often we found 
out that spending time with our families, sorry, an energy draining process for us. So we are okay with very occasional visits and reunions for holidays once or twice a year, which means for us that off work time, friend time or me stroke us time. Thank you for that response. That's a nice, long, detailed answer. And I like how your work has that philosophy of sort the stuff out during work hours and don't stay later. Yes, I like that too. And I do like that you mentioned that family is energy draining process. So once a year or two times a year is good for you. I think a lot of people can agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you're someone who's like really loves to be with your family, then you're very lucky because not everybody has that same I feeling. I have to be honest, I'm that person. I don't get drained by my family at all. When I'm around my family, they give me energy. Like I get energy from them. Um, and I don't think that's me draining their energy either. We all, we don't get to see each other that often, but even when we did, we just all get on so well. And I have a really small family and it's great, but I do get energy draining from people and friends that I no longer talk to. And anyone that drains my energy, that's a friend, that's a choice. And I don't need to be around that. Yeah. You know, so I, I think also it's important to think some yeah. people's energy draining is different to others. Like it could be, yes, you know, that they do enjoy it. It's just when you haven't seen people for a long time, it's like go, go, go. You never get to just like sit and have a relaxed day. So it can be all interpreted very differently. But I do like, yeah, definitely, when she says that we, uh, when they get off work, it equals friend time or me time or us time. I think it's a very important because we forget that here in Taiwan because we work. I think all hours. over the world, like as soon as you finish work, you just want to go home and you're just drained. Right. Actually, work is energy so draining drained. for me. <laughs> so yeah. I just don't want yeah. to talk to anybody. And I feel bad because my husband does ask me often how my day is. And I just say, oh, it's like the same as usual. And he has said to me, expressed that, oh, I wish you could just tell me a bit more about your day and not just say that. But I'm just so tired and I'm just you don't tired of talk talking to everybody that I just, I want to share my day, but I'm just I've had enough that I just want to sit down and watch something and t switch off. Whereas he wants. It depends to what job you have, right? Yeah. So your job is talking. Your job is explaining. <sighs> so you come home and you don't want to talk and explain anymore. Mm. So yeah. I get it. And then yeah, I feel I bad because I just know that he he thinks it's a him thing. And I'm like, it's not a you thing. It's because <laughs> I am tired and I really do yeah. I don't even want to talk to Kira. Like I was like, I just I've just I've had enough of the day. But yes, mm -hmm, the last mm -hmm. one, I didn't used to know I verbalized my boundaries. And even if I, uh, even if it makes me less liked, I have generally put them in the place to keep my, oh, place to keep my child, myself and my family safe. That's a nice it's, one. I 100% agree. I agree. Massively, whoever wrote that, that's my philosophy. Put those boundaries in, protect your mental health, protect your child's mental health. Um, do what you can to just be in a happy environment yes. and enjoy your life. You don't have to do things that don't make you happy. You don't have to be around people that don't make you happy yes. unless it's a work environment, <laughs> <laughs> which is also draining if you're having to work with people that you don't really like yeah. and you're forced into that. That's another battle. That's another battle. How work and friends changed when you became a mom because of the boundaries you set. That's uh, very lovely. I really yeah. like that because I really thought when I became 
a mom that nothing would change, that I would just be yeah. the same and life would be great. I knew that your know, life changes with a child, but not this dramatically. And yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that I don't, I actually, most of them I don't talk to. The only ones I do talk to are maybe one or two. And then the occasional visit from one, which is great because I think it's also something like it's good to know that you have friends that you don't have to see all the time or talk to all the time, but then you still have things to talk about when you do meet up. Um, Yeah. My best friends in South Africa, I have a few. Uh, One of them is a mom now and my other three, I talk to them often not often actually like once a month or you know a, a occasional text here and there and it's nice to know things can still stay the same but my friends in Taiwan most of them I've just lost we've just drifted apart like I think when I got Different pregnant lives now yeah it was like we will stay friends and they try to make an effort and then when my daughter was born they try to make a little bit of an effort but then because my mind is all on my child it's not anyone's fault it just drifted, drifted and to the point now where it's like maybe a message on a birthday and that's it. Yeah. And it's always, yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest, it's always their birthday. I don't really, no one remembers mine. So I just feel a little bit like, oh gosh, maybe I'm the person that's still trying to, you know, be in contact with them, but maybe they've already just like moved on. So yeah, I, I, I've, I already did that right right as I was trying to get pregnant I stopped drinking for a month and even just doing that one thing Mm. made me realize you know and um my whole life has changed and I've always been someone that when my friends get pregnant or have kids I can be around those people I don't need to I can go out and do stuff with them and their kids and I go back to England and I make the time with my friend and her kids and we go like sunflower shopping and the fields and we take the kids out and we spend time with them or we have a barbecue and we have all the kids over like um you make those efforts for your friends because they're valuable friendships to you yeah um so yeah you just I wouldn't say weeding out the the but you know it's just how it is you've got nothing in common we grow apart it's and, normal. and just like you said when you stop drinking oh gosh when you stop <laughs> drinking you will um you know, see who your friends are, right? And I um, you're not the good time anymore. No, yeah. You know? And also for me, yeah. lately I've had an intolerance. I looked it up, okay, just to share this with everybody. I looked up why I get so ill. Like I have one drink and I want to vomit. It it just it comes as a wave of nausea. And I sent this to Nadia last night. It's mm. my age, everyone. I'm old. <laughs> I was like, I'm aging because I typed it into Google because I thought there's something wrong. I've got like something wrong with me because it's not normal. And then Mm. it just was like sometimes when you've aged and you go over a certain age, you just get an intolerant. So I'm a bit sad about that now. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Okay, next question. We have question five. Let me see. Okay, what doesn't fill your cup anymore? What three things don't work for you anymore? And I don't know if people said the three things, but, you know, what doesn't fill your cup anymore? Um, What do we have? Our first response is superficial people only concerned with money. Fake people who are not presenting an honest version of themselves over committing to social engagements to please others. Uh, Those are the three things she's written. I have to agree with that. I do think 
like lately I've had a social, I still post on social media, but I've decided to not post my child on there because I just think the world is really, it's not, it's like a little bit scary at the moment and I just don't feel comfortable with it. So that's my take, but also I, it's not important to me anymore. Whereas before I used to love posting and sharing things, just, I was always so mm. happy to show everybody like, oh, look how great my child is. Not to show off, it was just something I was proud of. And now I just feel like it's not necessary. I'm proud of her. Mm-hmm. I have the pictures for myself. Um, I think I've gotten to a stage now where it's just not something that fills my cup anymore for me. Yeah. And I agree with them about superficial people. I've never been someone who um, cares about like materialistic items yeah. um, and things like that. And it's not something that impresses me. I'm just not not interested. Um, I like good quality things. I like nice things, you know, um, but I'm just not interested in that. So when people are like, oh, look at my new handbag or look at this or this is this designer and that. And, you know, they're trying to show a certain status. I'm just not interested. And then it's like uh, not pre- I get the whole like not presenting an honest version of themselves. Um, but maybe that's important to them. And if that's important to them, then um, yeah. go for it. It's I, just I was, not important to me. Yeah, I was about to say that like some people, it might not think, they might not think they're superficial. They're just like, I just like these things. Mm-hmm. If we said we like, remember we used to say we love wine and the wine is usually quite expensive. Uh, to some people, mm. it might seem, not uh, let's not say superficial what would that be if you like white wine it seems a bit snobby right snobby yes yeah you know we don't think it's snobby because we we don't mind spending that extra money on that but other people want to spend it on name brand stuff because you know they think it's good quality expensive bottle of wine is not the same as an expensive handbag yeah but you know what i mean different levels of money but i do know what you mean uh, people like they might not like to drink. So for them, it's like, well, why would you spend that much if you're just going to drink it? Even restaurants, when we go to restaurants together, like we'd like a nice restaurant. All right, next one, we have the husband. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. So, uh, so men at the moment in general, um, all about themselves, people. Yes. Everyone has stuff going on. I've no time for people who always turn the conversation yes. to themselves. BS, bullshit. This might be an always thing, but yeah, I get this. Uh, but definitely with being older, I just cannot understand it. Why do people um, take well, it? I think she means, what's the point? Um, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, why do people talk it? Yeah, uh, just bullshit. Just, just of... like people talking crap to other people. You know, I sometimes hear people say that and I just want to be like, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> because I just want to say that but I just feel like I can't because it's people you know when we are at either work or someone you know so I just want to say like it's too much you're too much it's too much BS but we don't have to respond to it we can just choose to not be around it right yes and then the next one we have oh I like this uh, parties with more than seven to eight people having engagements every weekend of the month traveling seeing friends apologizing for every little thing after years I realized that I'm the most comfortable with rather small social circles I really enjoy spending quality times with one or two people where I can have deep conversations with them get the recent news I hate parties of large groups uh, with loud music where I spend my whole evening shouting and trying to dance around into small talks. Also, I need weekends where I focus on me, my husband, the house, the dog. Otherwise, 
I'm left with no energy to start a new week. After going into burnout, difficulties at work, plus five weekends of engagement in a row, I don't ever let myself into the same situation anymore. I grew up in a good girl mold where I put everyone else's needs before my mine. I would maximize impact on other people's and minimize mine. I was shocked to find myself apologizing to my colleagues for the consequences of my burnout. So I don't apologize for random things anymore. What good advice. I really think we need to stop. I need to stop apologizing. And the last one as well is like really similar. It just says like going out. Um, to large gatherings, spending money on frivolous items and gossip. Ugh. I like gossip. I uh, like gossip. I'm not going to lie. I like harmful gossip. Like, oh, did you hear so-and-so's pregnant? Oh, my God, that's great. Or like, oh, oh, um, she left her husband, but she's really doing well now. And she's moved to this country and she's found a really nice man. And I'm like, oh, good for her. Like that kind of gossip I like. I like to hear about things like that. Not also like, like a good, really negative. I do like a little good negative gossip like if someone at work was having an affair with someone else and you know you hear about it and you're like yes you know wow really that person's with that person well I would not think I wouldn't say that's negative I mean maybe it's negative but I I don't like a negative gossip where people are thriving in other people's misery oh yeah yeah in terms of like but I like whoever's having an affair they're enjoying themselves (laughs) so I like a good little not that there's anyone there's nobody but I was just like I just you know sometimes I watch these shows and they have all this like oh my gosh this person's being with this person and I'm like oh my goodness and it's always in the work environment yes yeah we don't have that type of work yeah. environment, but I know what you very mean. boring yeah <laughs> I um, just want to spice it up it, yeah. <laughs> be the person <laughs> um I do I made a note on this and again I always talk about it but like choosing who to be around and the reason I um spoke about this also is because Cheryl and I got into a heated discussion once in the office about oh, really? this um, do you not remember no. I was saying how like when I give birth I'm not just going to hang out with parents just because my kid wants to hang oh, out with yes, their yes, kid yes. I don't get on you were like but you don't want your child to be a weirdo I was like I don't think it's going to be a weirdo and we got really heated about it so I thought let's let's get heated again <laughs> okay <laughs> I am like this I will put myself in an awkward position because I if Kira gets on with a child I'm not going to be like no I'm not going to come here in Taiwan no one sends their child to the person's house and just leaves them there I wish we could but it's I don't know I, maybe it's because of her age maybe when she's older we can and I like yeah. to put myself in that situation because I know my daughter's happy and I will suck it up and be awkward and like be with someone that I don't get would not usually get on with I can get on with anyone but Mm. if we did not have kids we would not hang out basically so there will be times where you where I feel like parents will sacrifice that and be like okay I will hang out with this person because my our children get on so well just like my sister-in-law has told me like you know sometimes it's very awkward because you don't know what to say to the other parent and you're just standing there awkwardly smiling at each other and your children are getting on like a house on fire so I just Mm think I'm the opposite yeah (laughs) I'm the complete opposite uh a couple of situations like if it was a birthday party I would go like things like that I would do but hanging out one-on-one 
and organizing that time when I don't like the the people and the people annoy me. I don't like their parenting or um, I don't just, yeah, I just don't have much interest in being around with those people. That will affect my mental health and which will affect my son in the end. And I just don't want to put myself in those situations. I'm not saying he's never going to have friends and he, I must like his friend's parents, you know? No, but I'm not going to, you know, if I'm at the park, fine, we talk. If there's a play area, they're there, whatever. But I'm not going to go out my way to like have lunch with these people or go and go to the cinema with these people or plan events with these people, you know? that Yeah, bump into them. Oh, our kids are playing. Oh yeah, nice. How are you? Surface level chat, fine. But I won't be arranging events yeah. or outings. See, I, I I'm the opposite. I will arrange it yeah. because I know my child gets on with their child. Um, mm. But, you know, maybe I'm not their cup of tea. I've had many times where I've tried in Taiwan to get on with people, foreigners. And like, I've, I've mm. always, you know, made the effort and been like, let's hang out. Let's do this. And, you know, I don't ever hear back from them. Um, they follow we follow each other on social media but you know maybe I'm that person that's annoying and that they think they don't need to hang out with me one-on-one -on -one. but I feel like it's something my mom didn't make an effort when I was little so to hang out with people not my mom just my family in general we didn't ever hang out with anybody that I got on with and it would just mm. be me playing by myself quite often so I think it stems a lot from my childhood and and so I've like told myself, you know, if my kid gets on with yours, I will probably hang out with you guys. Yes, there are times when I see parenting styles and it's really hard to not say anything and it's really hard to not step in or, or comment. So I have found myself trying to just hold it in. And sometimes I think my snap, not not snap, but I will say something without unconsciously. And yeah, it's a bit awkward when that happens. So depends it really depends on your parenting styles not there's no right or wrong I do think no. sometimes I put myself in a very tricky situation and yeah I think it does sometimes trigger my mental health sometimes you know when parents don't want to hang out with me like I told you about situations before it actually makes me a bit mm. sad because it makes me feel like what's wrong yeah. with me or what's wrong with my child that you don't want to make an effort to hang out maybe they're just busy mm. but I do take it personally because I found it really hard to make friends here and I found it really isolating and when I make an mm. effort it really personally it, it offends me when people are like not wanting not not it's even receptive to yeah. it yeah and so I think I have no issues to put my anything that I don't get on with someone aside I just think I do take it too personally when people don't want to but don't put your mental health at the backbone because um you want to have friends like yeah. choose good quality friends yes. it might take you a while but build that circle of fewer friends that um, you have more in common with and that you enjoy being around with and that almost that village that we were talking about yeah because that's that's where you should be putting your time into not into yeah the you friendships see, that you don't enjoy as my much. friendships by myself no children friendships are great like I won't go out of my way to hang out with someone who doesn't have kids right but I was just mm. saying to Alec like if if I was hanging out with people and they are 
also mothers with similar age who how amazing because then I can always take Kieran she'll always have a friend or whatever and yeah she would have someone that gets on and she's happy and then it also makes my time easier because then I'll also have someone to chat to and it's not like I have to constantly you know sit by myself and watch her play you know so it's a a balance I guess I have lovely mom friends that I have um that I get on with but like I said I don't think we would have been friends if we didn't have kids because I get on really well with them now but I feel like if we were single and I met them I wouldn't give them the time of day because we're not we're very different people. You know what I'm, I don't know how to explain yeah. that. Like now we get on great. And I have said this to some of my mom friends, like I would never have thought we would be so close. Like I have a mommy yeah. friend, I have a mommy group. We all get on so well. Unfortunately, not all of us are in the same country anymore, but I tell them all the time how much I miss them because I miss yeah. that, that time where we would meet and have picnics. But looking at yeah. individual people in that group, I was just like, it's so weird because we're such different people, but we, we get on so well. So that's mm-hmm. what I mean when I'm just like, you know, you never know because if I had just thought like, nah, I don't think I'd get on with them. I think it's trial and error though, isn't it? It's like, it's just trial and error. Um, but yeah, I think there is exceptions. If my child really, really gets on with your kid and they're really good friends, then, you know, I, I might be like, hey, I'm going to the museum today. Do you want me to take yeah. Boris with me? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then that's up to them if they feel happy or not, Them come, their child. I'm happy to have their child around. I'm happy to have them around, but I'm not going to be doing dinners and intimate things yes, with them. Yes, yes. I'm just, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm too outspoken for that, Cheryl. Me too. I need to start setting boundaries, guys, boundaries. We have shop for clothes, read all the time. I love this one. Um, Love reading, getting stuck into a good book. Yes. I think can really help. Um, Um, Also, the next answer is really, yes. This is all you probably. Uh, Did you answer this? (laughs) Buy quality bed products, mattress pillows, spend money on unnecessary things, but can make me happy when I'm having a hard time. Makeup, skincare products, a spa treatment, eat out. Mm, Whoever wrote that, that is exactly what (laughs) I would write. That is exactly what I would write. I promise I didn't write that. That's exactly what I would write. Yes, sleep proper mattresses and pillows and go and buy some nice makeup and skincare and and go and eat out all of those things I would do yeah yes and the last and then I get a takeaway coffee when I do the shopping oh that sounds like such a small thing like it almost sounds quite sad like the the one thing you do for yourself guilt-free is just a coffee but that coffee probably makes that person really happy that day and I can kind of understand it and also she probably has a very big schedule like I look forward to my coffee every day because it's the only time I get to sit when my coffee time gets interrupted I get really angry so I can understand that yes and I think um I put here practice self-care find the time to do something for yourself Put on a bit of makeup, put on a nice outfit, buy a coffee or read a book before bed. If money allows, then get therapy. And <laughs> I think therapy should be something everyone does, but it's just not something that's accessible for everyone and is very yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, but buy a coffee. I can relate to that so much right now because being on maternity leave, I don't want to leave the house too much because I get tired quite easily and his foot's in my rib and it really hurts. And um, yeah, 
I go to Starbucks because it's the only place that does decaf coffee and I buy myself a coffee and I just sit in the coffee shop, get my laptop out, do some research for the podcast and it's time for me. So even the smallest things that sound so silly, like buy a coffee could be the biggest thing and the most helpful thing, right? I know. And using the toilet by yourself is just lovely as a parent. I'm being serious. And then the last one. How did you find your style again after going through a huge life change? Um, the first one is no idea. Still looking for it after having two kids. Now my husband has finally left. I might find it again. <laughs> we have having left my hometown at 18 in Shanghai to France. The sudden change of scenery left me alone with my nostalgia. Um, I had my own habits, food that would console me songs that would make, I'm, I'm on the wrong one that's no, okay yeah. read it that would console songs that made me feel happy friends that I used to see every day but I couldn't easily get hold of these habits all of a sudden it was harsh but this made me go through a long process of self-questioning who am I how can I recreate my my system around me in this foreign country and what is important to me are oh, so relatable mm. so relatable when you move to a foreign country yeah over the years I really learned so much about myself so I know the answers to some of the questions I know that when I'm happy I'm able to learn new recipes and cook I know that singing out of nowhere would lift my spirit I know that I look uh, what I look for in a friend yes 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 so for me, it's really about knowing my bearings. They serve as an indicator as well as a meaning to pull me back on track. Also, it. I'm a little bit narcissistic. Haha. <laughs> so I've, uh, uh, it's easier to accept myself. Um, I think very differently about major topics now versus five years ago. But I tell myself that it's because I know better with more life experience that than five years ago it doesn't indicate who I was in the past my past version served perfectly for my life then I'm just evolving and growing as a person yeah perfect what Being a lovely the right I love time. the honesty in that and I love that she's like love I it. know I'm a narcissist so you know <laughs> this works yeah. for me I love it and then shame I really feel so sad seeing this one this one says I haven't and it's got a sad face and I can relate because all moms, I'm sure, can relate to this. You don't, you, or anybody who's had a huge change in their life and you just don't know. Mm. You look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself. You just don't know how to get Even back the, to that person. Exactly. And the, the girl at the bottom, or, or guy, I assume it's a girl, has put, it took me forever and I think I'm still finding it because uh, being kinder to myself was key. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. And girl. don't be so but, harsh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are too... dressing ways that make you feel confident makes you feel put together for me it can be a, a red lip and a I nice know. jacket yeah. over your pajamas and I feel put Done. together you know yeah so just be kind to yourselves and do what you can and dress for each stages of your pregnancy each stages of your postpartum each stages of weight gain or weight loss anything in life just just be somebody who buys yourself a coffee yeah and I like the detail answer not talking um about like clothes or fashion yes. more talking about finding herself in a country and what works best for her because that's yeah. something that has taken me seven years to learn in Taiwan yeah. I think I only grasped it this year if yeah. I'm honest um but this was great um quite a long podcast but it was really good to hear from we'll do two parts viewers <laughs> yeah Tuesday and Thursday upload our next episode 
will be a guest, a really awesome guest. And I'm so excited um, for you guys to meet this lady. Again, yes. like I said, we're taking our podcast to the next level and she's abling, she's allowing us to with her platform and her knowledge. And I feel so privileged that she's coming on. So we will have more advertisements about that. So keep a lookout um, and please tune in for our next episode. It's going to be a crap. Okay. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.